0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Moving into the Future. Today, I am joined by Anna Barry with Dallin Real Estate. Dallin specializes in luxury residential real estate in New York City, and Anna specializes in residential sales and investment opportunities. So today, we're going to have a discussion on what she saw in the 2023 market and what her outlook is on the 2024 real estate market in New York City. So Anna, how are you today?
1: Very good Jack. Thank you so much for having me here. This is a wonderful experience for me. I'm very glad that you know you're taking time to interview me today. Thank you.
0: No, it's my pleasure. Um, I've known you for a while now and I've always been impressed <laughs> uh, with your work ethic, the way you treat others. Um, you know you have a special such a special way about you and also you know your knowledge uh, of the real estate industry you've taught me a lot so it was something i wanted to do and sit down so uh you know now that we're in december 2023 um we've had a full year and it's been a very interesting year in uh not just new york city residential real estate but also you know the entire country uh real estate is in in quite a unique uh space you know what has been your major uh, learning uh, opportunity this year, and uh, you know how have you been navigating your clients, you know, through such a interesting market.
1: Well, I think it's been very interesting because things have changed so much. Um, I've been always involved in real estate since I was a little girl, and um, you know, I have been seeing this year how things are kind of slow like commercial spaces are changing into residential spaces um people have a way to look at the market in two ways whether you invest and you take the opportunity because the prices are low or you just wait until the rates go down and you wait for next year for things to 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 get better um there's a lot of different things because actually prices are not even that low (laughs) right but um i see i see people from uh other countries very interested in investing in new york city and like talking to me about like you know what are the different opportunities for investments or That's what I have been doing this year, like finding the right opportunity for investment where, like, you get a better cap or or a higher cap. Where international people from Brazil or Venezuela or Colombia, Mexico. Um, I had an investor from the Middle East that I was working with last um, last month, and you know that's what I have been doing mostly, like working with international investors that are really interested in new york new york is really the best city in the world and like whatever you buy here because the piece of land is so small then it's always going to be a good investment like whether you get it on a good price or on or a little bit even higher whatever you get here is it's going to be worth that's the way i see it
0: yeah and i mean as history tells it uh real estate investments in new york cities are some of the best you mentioned it yourself because we're on an island and and secluded to where it is um really the only place we can go is up Mm -hmm. and uh because of that real estate opportunities have always been very lucrative here um but it's also defined to different pockets i mean brooklyn's already seen its boom uh you know over the last 20 years or so um, and even into like Long Island City, obviously Manhattan's still very expensive, uh, but but there's other neighborhoods, you know, that you've seen, I think, and, and have studied um, that are better investment opportunities. You know, what are some of those that, that you've seen and been able to study?
1: Well, um, you know... It- I think that you, that a very good place to invest right now would be areas like Harlem or Brooklyn, like you just mentioned, just because you get their high, the higher return of investment. Uh, you know, you, 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 you can invest in like different multifamily units that people are selling for a good price and then, you know, rent it right away. And then, you know, obviously get a higher return. Uh, It depends on what you're looking for. Like, I have people looking for investing in commercial properties because everybody knows how commercial market is right now, uh, and it's a good opportunity to buy or to sell. But at the same time, there's not a lot of people selling because of the same reason. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like Brooklyn is booming right now. Everybody wants to uh, invest in Brooklyn because um, it's just growing like everywhere else. And... um, you know, yeah, I think, I think that's what it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that certainly makes sense too. And again, you speak of like commercial properties, commercial, I focus heavily, you know, in commercial uh, real estate and obviously relocation, furniture, installation, those sort of things. And it is such a unique position right now because with a lot of like class A and B uh, buildings, or excuse me, class B and C buildings, You know, and you mentioned it before. Them them being converted to residential uh, buildings. You know, instead of commercial, it's on top of what we were saying in terms of the plot of land always being valuable. It's how do you make that plot of land as valuable as possible? And a lot of people are finding that from a commercial standpoint, uh, it's not so much valuable. Maybe specifically in Manhattan now. Um, It could be different in Harlem and Brooklyn, uh, but in Manhattan where these class B and C buildings are, they're not valuable from a commercial standpoint, but can be demoed and then rebuilt into residential opportunities um, or reconfigured uh, to, to, to make I it work Which I think it's going to
1: be interesting because in the first quarter of 2024, so in, in about four to six months, we're going to have around 5,000 more um residential units on in in the design district um, you know like in in the financial district i'm sorry and um that's going to be interesting because that can lower the the rental rates at least and um, who knows like it might be better you know there's going to be a lot of more competition there's going to be a lot of more um you know stocks and possibilities so I think it's going to be wonderful.
0: Yeah, I do too. And like, you know, I don't think New York City real estate is ever going to go back to a place where it was in like the 70s and 80s where there was a ton of investment opportunities where um, you're going to make, you know, massive return. I think over time you'll get a return. What is the return when you're speaking with clients that you aim to make for them? Like when you say in an ideal situation, you know, we're in realistic situation, we're going to make this amount.
1: Well, I feel like, you know, nobody wants to buy for lower than 6.5. Yeah. You know, of course, higher than that will make it for anybody that's willing to invest or to locate their money. Like, I actually think, and I don't know if it's because I work in real estate, but I, I do believe that the best place where your money is safe is investing in, in, whether, like in, in real estate, in a residential property. Why not? That's where the money is, and you can make more money out of it. So, I mean, if you're looking to grow your wealth, um, you you don't have to think a lot about it. Like, I think it's my particular opinion. It's better to to have your money saved in in a physical property that you can do whatever you want in the future with it than playing in in the crazy stock market and doing like crazy little things here and there. But that's just me, I don't know, like maybe people are going to be like, what you're, is she talking about? You're a
0: about? little biased, you're a little biased. No, <laughs> but, but it is true. I mean, real estate, again, historically speaking, does go up, uh, you know, and depending on where you get it and, and what the opportunities are,
1: yeah, pretty
0: substantially. I mean, it's it's, a, it's been a safe play for, for a number of years, specifically in New York City. And you were speaking before about uh, international investors and those type of people. You are from Venezuela, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes. So, you know, you have a lot of connections um, in, uh, you know, South America and those different regions of the world. Uh, You know, when they come to you, those international investors, um, what are they saying and, you know, how are you helping them navigate?
1: So for my investors, my clients overseas, um, I... I do a deep analysis. Like they tell me what they're willing to invest, and I go uh, for. I meet with my team. I have a team. We um, we're a group of three to four people. We're, we're com- somebody new is coming this this month, and um, we just do the financial analysis for them. Um, you know, we see uh, on the operating expenses, like and um, we see um, what. We, we we run comps for, for that specific property and then we tell the client this is how much you can rent it for, this is how much you can buy it for, this is what work needs to be done in your unit, this is how much you're gonna spend doing during like all the work or modulation and then like the it it, it all depends on um, what the investor is willing to do. If he wants to get into like a deep project and yeah. a long term uh, process on on the whole process uh they will do it but if not like i have seen other international investors just doing a quick transaction just buying a property renting it out and that's it mm-hmm. like which ob- obviously that's the ideal client, right of course yeah um they're coming from all over the world like i said i've seen a lot of um People from the Middle East, from from South America, here and there, and um, Mexicans, Brazilians, and I get, I have the opportunity to assist a lot of like those international uh, clients in in my firm uh, because um, the I think I'm the only one that speaks Spanish here. So. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> so that, helps. that that helps. Um, yeah.
0: And how has uh, the transition to Dallin been? So you came here this year, um, and you've experienced both sides of the coin because prior to Dallin you were at a large, large firm, mm-hmm. um, and now Dallin is a little bit smaller, but also a little bit more focused. Like I said, you know, in luxury, uh, you know, investment and sales and those type of opportunities. So how has that transition been for you?
1: Um. I started in uh, Douglas Elliman. um, And, you know, it's a bigger company, but the office was a little, I didn't like the energy in the office. So I was looking to change. And then I started like interviewing, even though they thought they were interviewing me, I was interviewing different firms. I went to Compass. I went to like uh, Corcoran. I came here and like five other different places. And um, what I like about Dalian is um, I got to meet with the owners, the John brothers, and they're just wonderful. They are very professional. They have the knowledge. They have the time to meet with every team. We, we do a big group meeting, you know, every week, and even though they're, like, very busy, they they really like take their time to to provide some guidance and leads and like different strategies, brainstorming on how to create more work and create more business, and that's I think has a lot of value. And that is something that I didn't really find um, in in other companies because like whatever you do in a company like this, it's it's valuable. Mm-hmm. But at Douglas Elliman or Corcoran, you you have to be like in another super level and being an agent for a few years, you know, it might take a little longer to
0: get to that size. Yeah. Yeah. No, I noticed that too. I've, I've been, uh, attached to to element and, and Corcoran and compass and those larger firms for a while now. And unless you have a large team, that's like working under you there. Um, it's hard to really make, large headway. And I can see why a company like Dallin too, you know, works really well for you because the people that I do know there, um, are all very talented, very specialized to, um, you know, understands
1: well. I also think that like when you do sales or rentals or whatever you focus on, it's on you, it's on the agent. It's how good uh, the agent is involved, you know, what do you do to get new leads? What's your knowledge? Like, where do you go? How, do, how active you are? How responsible you are? And it depends on you. It doesn't like that. Wherever you are, it doesn't really like matter. Right. It's, it's based on everything that, that you do. For example, I'm in technology as well. And that helps me a little bit because um I have a software development certificate that I apply everywhere I go. I I know how to do like advertising online websites and um, I get some channels that are international and it's easy for people to contact me as well. So I mean, it's a little bit of everything. If you just if you have been doing real estate for 56 years I understand that, but do you know the technology right. side of it? Do you know the business side of it? I also have a master in in, in administration and business um, development from the University of Miami. So, like, the fact that you are, like, for so many years in this business, to me, doesn't really mean anything.
0: Well, yeah, and again, it all depends on what and you know what is the unique proposition that you can offer to a client that's what i always say you know is like what am i going to do better than anybody else so for you it is that technology aspect and it is your you know ability to have a pipeline of either investors or uh you know different connections in south america and around the world um but i've seen what you've done you know from the technology side and creating those websites, you know, for a building to have, that they can then provide to uh, either, you know, prospective tenants or investors or other people where it's really clean, it's smooth, it's efficient, it looks nice aesthetically. Um, like that's a different level of sell and uh, marketing that you can provide, you know, uh, comparative to other, other uh, agents and brokers.
1: I agree with you, Jack, because uh, the websites where everybody lists their units or like the standards is is basically the same, but this market is competitive Mm -hmm. and you have to go and look in deep and and think outside of the box and and create different ways to connect to people. Uh, I feel like part of like, what makes our team really good is that we connect with the whole world in an easier way. It's just not like, of course, we have the standards, the social media and, you know, um, LinkedIn and everything. But we also have other ways to to connect to universities, to students, to people that are looking to come to the United States. We we connect with uh, embassies, Mm -hmm. which is something that I don't think a lot of agents do. And when you're selling a property for a client that is in a rush and, and, you know, besides providing the right fair mar- market value number for them to sell quickly, it's also um, being creative and, and, and putting in practice everything that you have learned during, during like your professional career. And yeah. in this case, we have, you know, we have engineering, we have business, we have a lot of different departments that help
0: yeah that's great too and again when you're working for a more boutique firm like that um you have a lot more uh control and opportunity um out of the product you release in the sense of yourself and also what you create for the client you know and that that's uh that's a huge huge uh, resource and asset to hold you know especially when you're dealing in the luxury market and they want a certain type of uh customized luxury experience uh as far as uh, the outlook for next year into 2024, um, you know, what would be ideal for you? Because from what I understand, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, inventory is way down, uh, you know, and and it's hard to provide the best solutions for your clients when inventory is at such a low point. You know, how do you see that getting better in
1: 2024? Inventory is, low like you said but um we everybody knows that rates are going down Mm -hmm. um it's a good opportunity i feel like it's gonna be a great year for real estate i think a lot more people are gonna be selling their units uh and those um individuals that are waiting for the rates to go lower it's gonna be a great opportunity for them to, to to buy and to look and I get this the feeling that a lot of different people are just have been waiting for yeah, a couple I of agree. years. Like, I okay, I just waiting this the perfect moment to to buy or to get into a, a unit or to, you know, make the purchase and get rid of like, you know, that feeling of being uh stressed or, or being afraid of making the wrong decision. I think it's gonna be a good decision. A lot of more people are gonna be buying, rates are gonna go down and um who knows maybe we th- there's gonna be more, more choices for them yeah the inventory is gonna grow like that's the way i see it
0: uh yeah no i agree and i think too like as it currently stands i believe like uh um sellers who are the market right now are dropping their their prices a little bit because there needs to be a sweet spot in my opinion you know and i'm only very basic in my you know real estate knowledge but there needs to be a sweet spot where uh obviously homes are uh you know affordable enough and um rates are at a reasonable rate because i don't think it, it'll ever necessarily happen in new york city but um a lot of the stuff can get upside down if it's if it's too skewed outside but i think we're in a, in a good spot i think really what needs to open up is just the amount of inventory that's available and i think too um it'll really help if rates are go down and 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 home you know, sales prices can stay at a reasonable level, you know?
1: And that brings me back to my original point on where to invest your money and how to grow your wealth. It's in real estate. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. It's it's
1: safe to to have your money there. And not only is safe to have your money there, it makes you more money. Mm -hmm. So why would like,
0: especially when you're talking multifamily and like those type of investments, I I find those. Yeah. And, um, a lot of people, uh, who are younger, mm-hmm. um, and making their first investment, there's specific loans you can get out for that, those type of investments, um, that are really powerful. But if you have, um, you know, supplemental income and wealth where you can, uh, invest, um, without question, multifamily homes are the best, you know, yeah. an investment there are because I'm not sure if you're aware of this either, but, uh, it's like, um, the, the 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 rent the amount to rent has gone up like exponentially mm-hmm. over the the last like 20 years too and i don't see that changing no you know the the more again how uh if uh if if people are kept out of the the ownership market um you know renting is always going to be a very lucrative thing for investors
1: exactly and even if it doesn't go up or if it doesn't continue to go up like at the end of your life like (laughs) when you can't work anymore when you can't do what you're doing right now when you can run when you don't want to think anymore like that is a good just safety net just just like when you just want to retire in miami beach right
0: (laughs) right exactly
1: that's a a a great asset to to have anywhere like and i feel new york city is just um a really good choice yeah for an investor
0: Absolutely. And then you've also been working with, like, uh, you know, property managers and building owners and stuff like that, too, to manage their buildings as well, correct?
1: Yes. Uh, Dalian Realty has a site, which is called uh, GRJ, and they do property management and they do construction renovation, all of that. Oh, nice. I'm not so involved into that area, but um, I do the sales for them. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's good to have, though, because, again, when you can provide that full service package, something I sell often at the advanced group. I did it today, as a matter of fact, um, where you can come in with a single team, Mm -hmm. single stream stream streamline of services uh, to complete these projects. It works out very well.
1: Yes, definitely. And that's one of our like assets we we when we present uh, our team deck to any of any building owner, we include we always make sure we include the property management side of it. Yeah, so
0: very great. smart, very smart too. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully someday we can get an opportunity where Dallin sells the building, is the property manager in the building, and the advanced group handles all the move.
1: <laughs> Definitely. <laughs>
0: Well, Anna, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on. Um, This is great. We had a great 2023, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I'm looking forward to a a better 2024.
1: It's going to be amazing. I feel it's going to be a great year.
0: Very good. I agree. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening over the course of this year and looking forward to uh, continued listenership in 2024.
1: Thank you, Jack. This is wonderful. Thank you for having me here. (laughs) My pleasure. Thank you, everybody. Bye.